Hey guys and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline. My name is Kaylee and I'm joined as always by Michael. Hello. Uh, we hope you all had a good holiday and are back and ready for one final scary story before the new year. Uh, did you enjoy your holiday, Michael? Did you enjoy your Christmas? Yeah, watch Gremlins. Got a lot of Gremlins clothes. Really? Where yeah. the hell did you get all the Gremlins clothes from? Gremlins Christmas jumper, Gremlins hoodie, Gremlins pants, Converse. Pants? Mm. Are you sure this isn't a fursuit? No, no, I only have the head off that, remember? I know you're going to love today's story. It's Sweet. a very Michael story, and I can't wait for you to hear it and what your theories are on it. Okay. And I feel like I'm always the one covering Bigfoot. I love a good Bigfoot story, because I don't really like generic, boring Bigfoot stories. But this one is really, really, really interesting and actually had a really big impact. And remember, if you guys have any scary stories of your own that you want to send in to us, uh, you can send them into paranormalhotlinepodcast.gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash paranormalhotline. Uh, you can join the podcast, sorry, you can join the Discord where me, Michael, and others chat about spooky things and discuss the weekly episodes and go through what we think might be. Or we just post general updates about things like today we were talking about how NASA hired people to figure out what people would react to par or to alien life if it was to if they were actually to find out that alien life was real. So this is the kind of things we talk about in the Discord. So if you're interested in anything like that and you want to support the podcast, you can do that over on Patreon. Are you ready, Michael? Yeah, I, I was listening to you. I was just, I didn't want to <laughs> You're interrupt. You're just dead silent. <laughs> All right, so this week we're taking a look into the town of Portlock that's based in Alaska. So Portlock was established in the Kenai Peninsula in the early 20th century as a cannery, particularly for salmon. There's just a lot of salmon that runs in that area. So they set up a cannery there. And that doesn't sound like much, but this was a massive cannery at the time. Uh, most people who lived here were either fishermen or worked in this cannery, but it was really, really big. Um, it was thought to be named after Captain Nathaniel Portlock, a British ship captain who sailed there in 1786. Apparently it was named after him, but I found some sources saying that he actually was never in the area, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know how sure that actually is. But the town eventually got so big that they actually built a post office there. Uh, which was a big deal because it was like rural Alaska. There's just so many people there now that the the United States government decided it's actually important for us to put a post office in this place in like the middle of nowhere. But everything seemed to be going great in this little town. But then strange things began to happen, which would eventually lead to the demise of the entire town. Uh, something Jesus completely Christ. unexplained, which caused everyone to flee. So the area surrounding Portlock was a popular area for both gold miners and hunters. The hunters and the gold miners would head into the mountains and they just started disappearing. So it was very common for anybody who left the town to just disappear and never come back. But which like, isn't uncommon yeah, for Alaska. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the Alaskan wilderness. Like. Yeah, but there are towns around this area that, not, not, not close by, but they're in the same geological Region. yeah the same kind of the landscape yeah exactly so there was other towns around this area that weren't having the same problem it was just near port lock where people were disappearing and at first it started off with just disappearances but then people started finding bodies and in the in 1931 one man that was chopping wood was found murdered and seemingly by a blow that was too strong to have been a human 
And this really alarmed the townspeople. So it was kind of like, um, you remember in the uh, episode we did about the Russian uh, hikers? Oh, yeah. The, 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 what's it the called? The Dyatlov Pass. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it was the Dyatlov Pass incident where one of the lads had his chest crushed in by something that looked like it was a car accident. It was just completely sh- ripped open. All I'm thinking is when they're saying that he, like his head was caved in by a force that was, like was too much to be human, like someone just dropped a boulder on his head or something. But either way, it was completely crushed open. Like it wasn't like a human could do it. But this person was the same way. Their body was just bludgeoned from a blow that was just insanely strong, more than human, but there was no snow around him or anything like that. Maybe he fell out of a tree. But if, he, if someone falls out of a tree, you'd kind of know, because like, I'm sure that happened in the area too. This was different. This is a blow that was given. It was one distinct blow as well. It was just one blow. And one group were hunting a moose, uh, reported finding giant footprints also stalking the same animal. So when they were hunting this moose, they found footprints, fresh footprints that were hunting the same animal. And they arrived at a site of a bloody battle, but no moose was found. So when they got to this site, there was blood all over the floor. You could see the, the kind of grass had been flattened where there was a fight, but there was no body left behind. And the But if there was only like one set of footprints that was following the moose, have you seen the size of a fucking moose? Yeah. They're, they're huge. They're huge. <laughs> they're, they're really, really big. I, I didn't think they were that big, but then I saw a video of one running like through a like a, yeah the one blocking a road and then i saw one i think it was running alongside a train or something but the way it like shoved the snow out of the way it was just insanity it was huge as well two of them fighting would be like the final fight in like jurassic world when two dinosaurs are kicking the shit out of each other yeah <laughs> i saw a video of that happening in somebody's front garden in canada as well it was like a scene out of like the National Geographic or something, but it was just these two moose killing each other in someone's front garden. <laughs> it's so funny. Fr- I don't know whether I'd be like furious, terrified, or delighted to see that happen. You'd be delighted house. as long as they don't come near my actual property and damage anything. I'd be happy to watch that. Because like we seen a knife, a knife fight in front of us, and that wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> you, you still didn't move out of the way. <laughs> yeah, but like I was watching it. <laughs> But the footprints that were found near this bloody battle uh, where the moose was, uh, the footprints were measured over 18 inches in length. And these occurrences began to show up regularly. So these footprints were found fairly regularly with these just just massive, like 18 inches of a footprint. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, how long is that? I think someone would just heard it as big. But like, (laughs) compared to normal average foot, I'd say that's what, twice? Twice as big, probably, yeah. To the average, like, male foot, probably twice. So what was it? Bigfoot? Um, well, I'm it definitely get to was that. a Bigfoot, like, but... Yeah, I mean, that's what it's aiming for, but it's slightly different than Bigfoot. Yeah, so this became more and more frequent, and people were disappearing left, right, and center. Um, like, if you had a loved one that was leaving the house, the chances that you would never see them again was pr- pretty high. Like, anyone who was... Because you had to go into the woods at this stage. You can't like go down to shopping. the shop and buy wood. You have to go into the woods to chop wood, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Or to hunt. A lot of people lived through the land because it was just cheaper. And there wasn't as many shops and stuff. Um, but the lagoon actually began to fill with bodies. Bits and pieces of people were found in the lagoon. So there was like, the rain would come in and literally wash down pieces of body into the lagoon by the, by the village. So there was just this lagoon that would nearly always have body parts in it. 
<laughs> just every day a different group of kids having like a stand by me moment yeah pretty much it's just the same group of kids having the same moment every day yeah so former portlock resident melania helen kell was interviewed by naomi claude of the homer tribute tribune back in october of 2009 and said things in portlock started out well enough but degenerated to such a point that the family left their home and fled to nanwalik i i love the names of places and in, uh, I just like Homer. Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> well, the Homer Tribune is just the name of the whatever newspaper, but. But yeah, Nan- but to be fair, like, we have a, <laughs> we have a, a cool place name. called Cork. Yeah, but it's called Cork because it's the Irish word for bog. And it keeps flooding because they built a city on a bog. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Freaking idiots. <laughs> um, but the family endured the murder of Melania's godfather, or sorry, godfather, Andrew Kamluck in 1931. And Kamluk was a, a logger who would, was killed when someone or something hit him over the head with a piece of heavy logging moving equipment. It was generally agreed that Kamluk was killed instantly and that the murderer who had been there would have had to have been a true brute to wield the piece of equipment in question as a lethal weapon. So it was a piece of logging equipment and apparently even just to lift this is a, you know, a task in itself. But in order to pick it up and strike somebody with it is almost impossible. He'd have to be a big big guy to do that you know it must have been like the perfect time to be a serial killer it must have been because the chances of him catching you especially at this stage when there's no dna or anything like that no no i mean like well this bigfoot is ravaging the town like it'd be the perfect <laughs> I mean, it's distraction awful competition i'm sure there's better places you can go murder people <laughs> no i just mean i didn't do that it was bigfoot yeah but the family stuck it out in portlock for more than a decade after the murder of Kamluk. But after being terrorized for a long period of time, uh, they finally decided to just pick up and leave. So they actually left this, the, the village after that. How many how many times does it have to happen until you're like, okay, we should get out of here? Well, I'm going to get to that because it happened <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> I'd say like three. Three is when you're like, all right, let's leave. You, you Three times, really? If the it was first three, one, I'd be, be like, like, okay, uh, a grizzly bear. But if more and more footprints and stuff started coming up, and more and more people started dying. No, I mean, like, the first time you're like, okay, that's suspicious. Second time you're just like, all right, this is worrying. Third time it's just like, all right, there's too many murders, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, that's if fair. If it's a town that's just big enough to have a, to- a post office. <laughs> but, like, this isn't just a, a town that's, like, in America or anything. This is in rural Alaska, so having yeah, a post office it, is a like, big, big deal. It would be, like, an absolute bastard to move somewhere else i guess yeah so the newspaper story uh gives but a glimpse into the terror felt by the citizens of portlock during the time and finally after numerous murders and unexplained disappearances the town folk could stand no more enough was enough and they all agreed it was time to go and that is exactly what they did all at the same time the villagers just packed up and walked away from portlock and never returned uh, I guess it makes sense to go as a group so you can keep an eye out. Yeah. Apparently, the only person who was left behind was the post office worker. <laughs> he had to stay behind for a full year after the entire village just left. It was just him uh, by himself. I'd kind of love that. Yeah. So he had to wait around I'd go for the post office. Houses. <laughs> I'm sure they took everything, which wasn't much. He had to wait for the post office to be officially closed, and apparently, he heard some freaky stuff when he was there. He was really scared. But even after decades later, the former residents refused to return to the to the cannery town for fear of the Nantanuk, or Big Hairy Man. So 
the Alaskan like natives have their own word for this, which is basically Bigfoot. You know, it's it's what we would call Bigfoot. Yeah. But they they always call it the Nantanuk. Yeah, Manny dismissed the tales that have come out of Portlock due to the aggressive nature of the Sasquatch. So you know that most of the Sasquatch stories we have it's people being scared by Sasquatch. It's Sasquatch throwing rocks and sticks and making grunting noises. Rarely ever does it actually attack people and really injure them, you know? Yeah, although remember that video of or the one you showed me of the guys who were in the woods and then they could hear Bigfoot yeah. like speaking Japanese and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of mimicking noises are right. That was part like, that's of the one of the rare ones where a Bigfoot kind of like hunted someone. Yeah, but it didn't even hunt them. Like it never, it didn't injure a single one of those people. And I know for sure if it really wanted to, it could have, especially if it but has. But didn't attack their little wooden fort? It didn't attack them. What happened was they were inside that fort and they could hear the noises of their camp being ransacked, right? They could hear everything being thrown around and being trashed and they walked outside and there was nothing wrong. Everything was exactly where they had left it. Oh, so it yeah, was I almost like was they were mimicking like, yeah. the sound of it. So they never actually done out, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a... Uh, they never actually really encountered them even. But the, the Nantanook seems to be slightly different. It seems to be way more aggressive. More aggressive and it will actually injure people. Um... While it is true that most like apes and Sasquatch encounters, they end peacefully, apparently that's just not the case in Alaska. If you encounter a Sasquatch, <laughs> you might just die. <laughs> like, that's just the way it is. It's just really, really, really scary. In the year 1900, a group of hair-covered creatures ran at a prospector who had climbed up a tree in an attempt to get his bearings near Thomas Bay, which is near enough to Portlock. And the prospector said, so he was like up in this tree trying to find out where he was. And he said these hairy creatures came running up to the tree that he was in, you know? And the prospector said- just some kids trying to fuck with him. <laughs> Maybe, this is in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to put on my best prospector voice. Okay, so the prospector said- I'm expecting this to be like the Golden Nuggets guy now. The most hideous creatures. I couldn't call them anything but devils. How did that, how was that? That was actually really good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so the prospector, upon seeing the creatures advancing on him, was able to drop out of the tree and get to his canoe and make an escape in just in time. Uh, I just love that. It's like the old-timey high-speed chase, get in the canoe, start the paddles. <laughs> I thought that was funny, right, too, that he just happened to have a canoe. Um, but he had no doubt in his mind that had he not seen the creatures in time, that they would have made short work of him because they were very aggressive when they were running at him. They were kind of like... You know, not like a normal, like if you, if you normally think of a Bigfoot story, you'd hear like, oh, I saw one in the distance. It knocked a tree over and scared me and I ran away. This is them running right at him. They're basically like, <laughs> I don't know. They're so crazy. Did you ever see that? Did you ever see that meme? It's like a vine or something. It's like Jesus is coming and the camera pans and Jesus is sprinting at them. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining that, but with Bigfoot. That's the Nantanuk. <laughs> um, yeah, but in 1920, uh, one Albert Petka... I hope I pronounced that right, who lived on his boat in Nilato in Alaska, was attacked by a Bushman, which is another name, it's another regional name for a Sasquatch mm. creature. And his dogs were able to actually scare off the attacker, uh, but he had already been attacked by it. Yeah, he had already been attacked and the injuries were already proved fatal, but he was able to tell his story to people just before he died. So he actually died from his attack. And I think that's the first time I've ever heard a Bigfoot story like that. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it's... You never hear of someone like, I've been attacked, I'm about to die, this is what did it. They have a lot less, like, reason to lie. Yeah, it's just very strange. Like, that was literally the first time I had heard 
somebody being like, it was Bigfoot, and then actually <laughs> dying, you know? Those are going to be my last words. <laughs> um, I can picture you living on a boat as well. Maybe this guy's your ancestor. <laughs> I was just thinking, actually, because I seen a video the other day of someone who had, like, a fold-out boat tent. <laughs> what? It was like three layers of plastic that connect together and then you put a tent on top of it and he had a little boat that drove it around. That sounds amazing. You should do that. I don't know. I think I would do it on like a small lake. Um, yeah, but tales of like violent encounters or abductions um, attributed to the wood apes have been told by native Alaskans for hundreds of years. So this is really common from for native Alaskans. But I feel like that pretty much happens with any native group in America or in the Americas in general there's always some form of either the the um what was it called the Nantinook or Bigfoot or you know Yeti or Sasquatch there's always some variation of the same hairy man creature yeah I was gonna say isn't it weird like that all across the continent there there's different like versions there's of different it? breeds of it yeah <laughs> I feel like if Alaska is a lot more likely to have a Bigfoot because there's just so much wilderness that's unexplored and it'd be so easy to hide. If it's in like the snowy part, is that a Sasquatch or a Yeti? I think it depends on the coat color. (laughs) Plus, I think Yeti are supposed to be like more animalistic. Are they? Like a big, I know Bigfoot is supposed to be like half man, half ape, but a Yeti is like its own thing. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, so most people left the area and they went to nearby towns, but nobody ever visits the ruins of the old town. Uh, some people say that it's haunted. I, I don't How understand why. <laughs> I think you, you can only get there now by boat or by helicopter. We need a boat. <laughs> yeah, but most people say that the creatures there that was murdering people back then is still in the area. And I read a comment on an article that Apparently, a cameraman went missing in the area recently. I don't. I didn't find anything to back that up, but apparently there was somebody out there filming something and the camera guy just disappeared. <laughs> so, make of that what you will. Do you know what they should do? What? Send, like, a sacrificial cameraman out there, but put one of those, like, apple tag things. What are they called? The... Air the, tags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slap one of those on him and on the camera so you can track him down. Oh, man, we need to do that with you. Do you think you'd be okay Why with me? that? You, you said you want to go see the place. Yeah, but, like, you can go out in a dress and just, like, trick him. <laughs> like what? in King Kong. No, they kill, they kill woods people. It needs to be a man. Why? <laughs> King Kong didn't even kill the woman, did it? No, but he killed <laughs> yeah, planes. Exactly. We can't get a plane. <laughs> Maybe we can. Um, but, yeah, I um, really, really find this really interesting. I think the, what's it called, the Nantinook is really cool and really terrifying. But I'm, like... I just- why has no research group gone out looking for this thing, you know? It was real enough to scare off and it, oh my god, do you think it's like a Scooby-Doo situation? <laughs> what, so there's like gold in the in the town? Yeah, so <laughs> someone started killing people and dressing up as Bigfoot to scare everyone away. I mean, it's genius. We should go investigate, let's become actual Scooby-Doo people. <laughs> <laughs> I, have the, I have converse with the mystery machine on them, I'll be grand. Somebody said on one of the subreddits that I was on that it was blocked out on Google Maps originally like you couldn't look at the area on Google Maps but you can now and you can just see this one little place that's uh, left standing that's left standing yeah you can't actually see the um, cannery or anything no the cannery and everything was disassembled but uh, I think this is where the post office was I'll send you the coordinates there Sweet. I think though if, like, if it wasn't on Google Maps before that's most likely because like nobody would have use of it yeah but Google Maps is you know, you can see everything on Google Maps. 
I think what happened was they were just trying to stop people from going there because it's so remote. Yeah, if you if you get lost, you're kind of dead. Yeah, you are. You're pretty much dead. Um, it says online as well that you can reach the area through with a car, but apparently locals have said that's just not true. You need a boat. How do you tell your kids that your da- their dad was killed by Bigfoot? I don't know if you tell them it was Bigfoot. Just like a logging accident? Yeah, I feel like that's the more reasonable thing, right? Like, surely they had a police force in this town. I don't think so. I don't know, actually. I don't know how that works. Do they have, like, one sheriff and they're in charge of everything? Because I'm pretty sure if something went wrong, they just had to send a letter in the post and wait for backup. (laughs) I was just thinking, like, it was just, like, mob rule. You'd think, like, because there was so many people in this town, you'd think that they would just, like, get their guns together and try and hunt down whatever this was, you know? Yeah, just all go out into the town one night with a shotgun each. Yeah, and just try and hunt it down or something, but yeah, apparently that didn't happen. So what do you think? What do you think about the, the Nantanook and this Port Lock village that is abandoned because of Bigfoot? I think it's really cool that it managed to shut down an entire town on its own like it was a recession. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really cool that it killed a man and with his dying breath he said, yeah, it's this. Yeah, it was, it was, a, no, that wasn't the prospector. Prospector lived. <laughs> it was the, the other guy. The prospector seen like the other two things running at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so strange because most in most of these towns, like there's a lot of ghost towns and stuff in America and stuff, and normally they but kind of dwindle over time. So you have like smaller and smaller villages until there's nothing. But literally everyone got together. They were like, we don't know what's going on, and they were like, all right, let's all just move. And they all at the same time just caught up and left. <laughs> it sounds like like something out of The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's so weird. I just like the idea. Like they, this would make a fantastic horror game. And the poor postman. Yeah, if it was a horror game, you'd have to play as the postman. Yeah, just in like it'd basically be amnesia. I don't know. I feel like at a certain point they should have just like mobbed mobbed up and just marched into the woods and killed it. There's still time. I think we could gather a mob. Yeah, that's, that's everything we have for Portlock. Yeah, every time I read one of these Bigfoot stories, I become more convinced that he's real. Even though I never really used to think so. Like that, that video we watched, or sorry, that audio we listened to in the Missing 411 episode was chilling. But now we have this whole village that was literally run out by a Bigfoot and it's just creepy. It's creepy. Like, I still I still find it insane that the entire village was just like, okay, it's time to leave. And not once that they were like, maybe we should kill it. Like, if you if you have a new village and wolves are attacking, you're going to kill the wolves. <laughs> Fucking Bigfoot, though. No, let's just leave. <laughs> I mean, it was literally murdering so many people. Like, there was bodies washing up on the shore, just ripped to shreds. I don't think they even knew what they to were shreds, up against. you say. At least when it's a, we- a wolf, you know what a wolf is, you know. But this was just another level. So I can't really blame them for leaving. True, plus they didn't have, like, fully automatic weapons. Yeah, exactly. Bullets are not exactly easy to get. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good week. Bye.